0: Welcome to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you have questions related to what you hear today, or just want to find out more about the ministries at First United Methodist Church, please visit us online at fumcbentonville.org or check us out on Facebook, Instagram, or TikTok.
1: Y'all just keep leaving us with these moments of, oh. and then we were like, oh yeah, we can clap. After that, um, it's such a joy to be with you all. And as uh, Ken alluded to in the prayer, we have made it to the end of the Bible. Woo! A year ago, we started this journey, starting with Matthew, and we have made it all the way through. And I know not all of us got everything read of it, but we did journey together. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> We did journey together through it through uh, sermons and songs and celebrations, and it has been a joy. So we are closing out today with the last of the prophets. Next week, the New Testament will return alongside the Old Testament. Ray's going to bring us our message next week uh, when we talk about what it means to be humble. But that is what we're going to do is we're going to use this, be just, be kind, be humble, as a bridge to finish out this journey and i'm thankful for it with that in mind we're going to read from one of the last books that we have had in this journey and that is from zechariah and of course we will also start with our sort of theme verse for these three weeks micah 6 8 so hear now the word of the lord he has told you human one what is good and what the lord requires from you to do justice embrace faithful love And walk humbly with your God. And then from Zechariah. The Lord's word came to Zechariah. The Lord of heavenly forces proclaims, Make just and faithful decisions. Show kindness and compassion to each other. Don't oppress the widow, the orphan, the stranger, and the poor. Don't plan evil against each other. But they refused to pay attention. They turned a cold shoulder and stopped listening. They steeled their hearts against hearing the instruction and the words that the Lord of heavenly forces sent by his spirit through the earlier prophets. As a result, the Lord of heavenly forces became enraged. So just as he called and they didn't listen, when they called, I didn't listen, says the Lord of heavenly forces. I scattered them throughout the nations whom they didn't know. The land was devastated behind them with no one leaving or returning. They turned a delightful land into a wasteland. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Lord, open our hearts, our minds, and our eyes that we might see and know the word you have for us this day. In your holy name we pray. Amen. So, You may have noticed when I read Micah 6.8 that kindness was not mentioned at all in this Be Just, Be Kind, Be Humble series. We instead had, you know, this steadfast love or loyal love, unending love, that sort of idea. You might have also heard this translated as mercy from time to time. It was translated as kindness in the passage that I just read for you, and it has also been translated as loyalty. This word, which I mentioned last week, justice appears alongside this word a number of times. This word itself appears in the Hebrew Bible 250 times, and it is chesed, is the Hebrew word. Now, for a word that appears 250 times in the Old Testament, how come is it we don't know how to translate it? You would think, a word that important, we would figure this out. Well, part of it is there is always something lost in translation. There are some concepts that are difficult to capture when you go from one language to another, and this is certainly one of those. But maybe we are bad at translating chesed because we are bad at chesed. Maybe that's the problem. And certainly it's not something unique to us. Zechariah points out that it was the fact that we could not practice this that caused the whole exile. It is why Judah was overrun, because they couldn't care. They failed at caring for one another. They failed at caring for the widow, for the orphan, for the stranger, for the poor. They chose instead to inflict evil. And as a result, they turned a delightful land into a wasteland. When we as English translators have come at this word and have this variety of ways of choosing which word to put in, translators tend to choose to translate the word differently if it's applied to us versus if it is applied to God. If it is applied to God, it is almost always translated as steadfast love. It is rarely translated that way for us. And I think it is the translator's recognition that we are terrible at steadfast love. Maybe we can pull off kindness. Maybe we can pull off mercy. But steadfast love, not a chance. But that's our translators. That is the decision that humans are making. Is it what God wishes for us? I don't think so. I think God has optimism about who we could be and really and truly calls us to chesed, to this robust love and care and concern and mercy for one another. If we're going to do that, I think we need a deeper understanding of the words that we choose to translate hesed into. So I think when, for one thing, we need a deeper understanding of kindness. If it's just being nice one day, everybody can manage that from time to time. But kindness should be a state of being, not a moment in your day. Kindness should be who you are not what you do. I have a friend who says we really need in this culture a much deeper understanding of kindness because he says the kindest people that I have ever known have been through some very hard things. They have been through some deep and profound struggles and they know what it's like to be a recipient of meanness. And they have chosen not to answer that meanness in kind but to answer instead with kindness. There is a wonderful book if you've never read it, and I wish I knew exactly how to pronounce the author's name. It's Charlie Maxie or Maxie. It's called The Boy, the Mole, the Fox, and the Horse. It's great, isn't it? It's wonderful. It's absolutely a beautiful book. But right about in the middle, the horse talks about kindness, and he says, "'Nothing beats kindness,' said the horse." It sits quietly beyond all things. That is a state of being kind and steadfast through everything. Now that brings us to this idea of steadfast love. What is steadfast love? There's all kinds of ways to understand love. Love's another one of those words that we have trouble translating because it has so much that it can encompass. But when you put steadfast in front of it, steadfast love is unwavering. It is singularly focused. It is unshakable. It is instinctual. To get to that kind of depth, that depth of love and that depth of kindness, we need a culture of hesed because culture Cannot be shaken off you can add cultures to you, but your culture how you are shaped who you are created to be stays with you on some level your entire life and So we need this culture of chesed and Zechariah is trying to help the people of Yehud Which is he is writing in a time he is speaking in a time when they have come back from the exile and they were rebuilding the temple And he recognizes that this is a crucial moment in their history because whoever they choose to be in this moment as they are rebuilding will be foundational to how they are from here on out. And he is desperately saying, let us not make the mistakes that led to our destruction. Let us choose kindness. Let us let it be part of who we are. And he has the perfect time to do that because this culture is being rebuilt. We have before us the same time. We have just been through a time of deconstruction of culture, when things flew apart, when we had to figure out new ways of doing things and we are now in this pace of recovery. And this is the time, the choices that we make Deeply matter because they will shape who we are going forward. And I encourage us all to choose to shape a culture of Chesed. Now, how do you make a culture? There are four things that you can do to make a culture. And the very first one is to study it, to study the culture, to sink yourself in, which is why we have been studying the Bible. We have sunk ourselves in for a year into what God's culture looks like. And I want to share some reflections from some of the folks that that went through this journey. Um, Is is this the first
0: time that you all have read through the Bible? In its entirety, yes.
1: There were chapters, I hate to admit, probably didn't know all the names of the Old Testament. So some of those have been like, well, huh. But then like small books like Jonah, you heard of all your life, you know? So it's been interesting for sure. It caused me to have a deeper relationship with the Lord and with a lot of people that I have dealings with every day in my little circle of influence. So I'm I'm very grateful and thankful, and I hope to continue with another class. I think that speaks to the power of this book, that so many of us can find so many different meanings And ways of connecting with it and then we can use those meanings and places of connection to connect with others. And that's that sort of societal perspective of religion of finding meaning and purpose and connection and sort of speaking the same language from the human condition perspective and then the individual goals of you know your own spirituality your faith you know and how those you know are so intertwined Uh, and if you can um like you say use that to to understand other people Um, i think that's hugely transformative it's heartbreaking that this book is so often used to divide us yes yes instead of bridging right when when we have experienced it together it has brought us much much closer it's just been a true learning experience from each one that. Uh, adds to the class, and um, I think it's wonderful for each one to add their perspective. What was a favorite thing you learned? How much God loves me. He loves me unconditionally. I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and all those insecurities that I've had throughout my life, it just made me feel so loved. Um. What do you think will be the best part of having made this journey? Now that we're
0: we're at the end, I think for me, understanding the difference between the Old Testament and the New Testament, and the impact that Christ had on uh, faith and love, uh, it's like a revolution.
1: It's been uh, it came to us at just the right time. We had our own personal
0: tragedy. And, and it helped give us some, some structure past year to do something together that helps bring us closer to the one we lost. And uh, we've really uh, enjoyed it. We renewed our faith mm-hmm. and gave us hope.
1: To study it, for it to shape you, makes a difference. The other thing that we have to do to create this culture is to instill it, and that starts with our kids. Our kids have to know a world of kindness. Um, And if they do, that will be their foundational language. I was thinking about this when Soren had a couple of medical conditions that involved daily care from when he was about three months old until he was 13. Every day. It took focus and care every single day. And one day when he was about four years old, I was laying in the bed and he came in and asked to play with me. And I said, mommy can't play right now. Honey, I have a headache. And he said, oh, okay. And he left and I had my eyes closed. And the next thing I knew, I had one of those cold packs put on my head. And my son patted me and said, there you go, mommy. We called it a sock. There you go, mommy. The sock will help you feel better. And I thought in that moment, my son is fluent in the language of care. It's what he knows. And I was thinking about that, and I cannot remember one time when my son has been mean. He's done hurtful things. He's had bad days. He's yelled and, you know, had one of those off moments. But intentionally mean, I could not recall a single time. A single time. The other thing we have to do is practice it in community. Some of you saw I posted that we have this new singles group that's called One Together, and we went yesterday and had brunch, and then we went and worked for several hours at Helping Hands. That, by the way, it's for people who identify as single, and the word in Hebrew and Greek, thank you. The word in Hebrew and Greek is, thank you Milo, that was very sweet. That word we translate as widow, this is another translation problem. We translate as widow, it means any single person who is unmarried of marriageable age. So that whole group is a group of widows and we're taking care of ourselves. We're in community with one another, but then we were also going out and taking care of others. And we got to spend some time hearing a gentleman just share his life story in the middle of helping hands and got to be present in the midst of that. We got to help, there's a the manager out there has a newborn baby, it's hard for her to bend over. So we got all the clothes up off the floor and things like that. We practice care for uh, one another in that space. And being in community and practicing this culture is very important, which is why on about every other chair there is a list of new small groups that are forming and existing small groups. And I encourage you to consider being part of one of those practicing this culture of chesed. And then the other thing that we do to create this culture is we celebrate our models. While we were at brunch, I asked the group, I was like, what do you think of whenever I say kindness? And there were a couple of brief stories and then And then someone mentioned Velma Clemens. And boy, it became a breakfast of talking about Velma and all of the ways that she is kind to people. I'm going to share my ways that I think of Velma being kind. She was the very first person to invite me to come over and have lunch at her house when I got here. And she made me this lovely little lunch. And she also gave me one of those things for your head (laughs) which recalled my my son's action. But the other thing that I love about Velma is that whenever she hears about someone in need, she sends me an email in all caps with about 40 exclamation points. We have to take care of this person. I'm like, okay, Velma, I'm on it. (laughs) She has, from the stories that were shared there, I can confidently say that she has lived a life of chesed and she models that for all of us and does it with vivacity and sweetness and humor all at once. This is how we make a culture, study it, instill it, practice it, and celebrate it. That is what we are called to in this moment, to create this culture. And so, my friends, I send you forth with this instruction. Go forth and be kind and be steadfast and be love. Amen.
0: Thanks for listening to the Sermon Podcast from First United Methodist Church in downtown Bentonville. If you would like to let us know you were here, follow the link below to connect. To participate in worship through giving, you can give online at FUMCBentonville.org or on Venmo at FUMCBentonville. FUMC Bentonville welcomes all. Because we believe the communion table is God's table, we invite everyone into our church family. We welcome and celebrate every race, gender, gender identity, sexual orientation, marital status, age, physical and mental ability, national origin, economic station, and political ideology. We come together in action and outreach, aspiring to follow Jesus' example of radical hospitality, love, and grace as a transformative movement in our community. Please join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 9 and 11 a.m., both in person and on Facebook Live. All are welcome, and we'd love to have you with us. Grace and peace.